Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Welcome to the show, everyone. Gonna get right down to it because uh, got a late start trying to record this in the evening. So uh, Yankees and Rays just uh, kicked off. Uh, Obviously, winner take all in Game 5 in this Divisional Series matchup. It's the only matchup uh, that has gone to 5. So I'm going to go right off the bat and, you know, I'm going to... I'm not taking an L. I'm merely saying that the Padres did not measure up to what I thought their capabilities were. There were pitches to hit against Kershaw. They did not take advantage of them when they could. So Clayton gets to skate by uh, as the Dodgers uh, uh, closed out the series last night against the Padres. I really thought the Padres were going to take the uh, Dodgers in that one. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the ballpark in Texas did not play out, uh, uh, all that great from an offensive standpoint. It showed with the Padres kind of struggling the Dodger bats, however, uh, did not miss much against the Padres pitching. So, uh, that is something to kind of bear in mind that the Dodgers bats are active, uh, that leads more towards, uh, the Dodgers advancing over the Braves. I know people are talking up the Braves because the Braves uh, had four shutouts in five postseason games thus far. But uh, let's be blunt. The Reds were anemic at best uh, in the postseason this year. Uh, They just did not look on uh, just because of uh, the start times of those games being so early with the shadows. They, They just did not have good at bats, uh, point blank. Whereas the Marlins, you know, the Marlins overachieved, uh, to, to be honest, the, the amount of makeshift players that they had, that that's not a Tampa situation where that was analytics space. And they, uh, were kind of going about it with, uh, these guys have certain specialties. The Marlins were grabbing guys off the street because of COVID-19 and the amount of suspensions that they had. So, realistically, the Marlins were just such an aberration. The fact the Cubs got bounced by the Marlins is embarrassing in of itself because the Cubs fired Joe Madden because they thought they were underachieving. And if this wasn't an underachievement even further than what they were doing under Madden, I don't know what is. So, you know, yeah, Dave Ross uh, 
Uh, started uh, only managing this year in the middle of a pandemic, but the Cubs just not in, not even remotely enjoyable baseball watching them play this year and getting bounced early in the postseason uh, with bats that just were not hitting. Not there's just not no excuses, uh, you know. But as we kind of talk about. What's going on uh, with the Marlins? Again, they, they were a long shot at best. And, you know, the the Braves shutting them down. I can't say that I'm surprised by that. So, uh, you know, you got the Dodgers and the Braves uh, uh, going to lock horns. I just think the Dodgers should get past that series. The Braves winning that series would only confirm my suspicions of uh, Clayton Kershaw choking in the clutch. So, you know, it is what it is, but I think the Dodgers get past the Braves. Uh, I don't think the Braves have much of a rotation past Max Freed. Uh, so it's, I think it's very shallow. I think it gets exposed in the seven-game series, and that ends up being the difference uh, uh, with the Dodgers uh, and their bats being able to uh, rake on Atlanta's less-than-stellar uh, middle rotation options. So, uh, you know, but th- that's where I, I kind of see things uh, going towards. Now, on the AL side, the A's had the no-show against the Astros I kind of thought might happen. I thought the Astros were going to have a much tougher time against the White Sox. The issue with the A's playing the Astros is the A's could not close the gap against the Astros in the regular season. They had uh, they had good numbers against them regular season-wise, but my concern about the A's was the pitching staff. Now, the White Sox have very similar issues with their pitching staff as well, so I can't necessarily throw stones. It's just that I kind of like the White Sox lineup more than I like the A's lineup, but, you know, the A's got the nod over uh, the White Sox in that in that three-game series. And then, uh, you know, Astros took care of business against uh, the A's. But, you know, in terms of matchups uh, in the ALCS, I don't think the Astros want to face the race. I think the Astros are perfectly fine going up against the Yankees, even though the Yankees would have Garrett Cole. Here's the thing about the Yankees that I keep saying and I've pointed out multiple times to folks why I do not like this Yankee squad. This Yankee squad is still way too dependent on the home run ball. It's the reason why Tampa can just strategically match up against them and play their shifts and try to limit the Yankees from hitting home runs because the Yankees don't do anything else. They don't try to manufacture runs. They don't even put the thought in the race heads that the Yankees are going to start stealing bases. Tampa puts themselves in bad defensive positions and the Yankees don't make them pay for it because they won't hit the other way. They won't hit against the shift. They will play into the shift because they just believe if you hit the ball hard enough and go the Bryson DeChambeau route approach to golf with the way they hit um, at the plate, that things will work out. Now, hey, uh, Bryson just won a major, so I guess it, it can work. But for me... Long run, the A's kind of proved it in this 60-game series uh, set, you know, over the long haul. Yeah, I think the Yankees probably win the AL East. 
but in a condensed uh, period where you're just playing against your ALEs opponents more than anybody else, the Rays handled the Yankees, mainly because the Yankees are, are very flawed. The the bash a homer route, there are ways to kind of game plan against that. And so the Yankees find themselves in a position where they have to try to rely on Garrett Cole on three days rest in a series where, again, they didn't have their horses to go up against the Rays in a seven-game series. Uh, so, you know, the longer this uh, that, that uh, series uh, would play out against Tampa, the less likely I like uh, would say the Yankees have a good chance of beating them. So it would be would have been better off if the Yankees had played Tampa in a three-game series as opposed to a five-game series. Because, again, the, the Yankees tried to get cute with that bullpen game in game two because they – they thought that somehow, you know, stacking the lineup with lefty bats uh, by starting Garcia and then shifting over to a lefty would give them a strategic advantage. The problem with that is the thought process was flawed because the guy who should have gotten the ball was Montgomery, who proved me right in game four. Instead, they gave it to friggin' Jay Happ and his Babbitt that was inc- showed how incredibly lucky he was the entire year to skate by with the ERA he did. The Babbitt sh- told you Jay Happ was not a good, uh, reliable option for the postseason. The fact that the Yankees, because of the injury to Paxton, had to rely on Jay Happ in Game 2 shows you, A, how flawed the Yankees' overall strategy was, and B, how shallow that rotation is because they had concerns about Tanaka, which was kind of proven true in game three because Tanaka couldn't throw the split and got rocked incredibly hard because that's what always happens to Tanaka. If his elbow doesn't feel good on a particular day and he can't get the splitter down, he's very hittable, which is what exactly what happened in game three. So now you're relying on Garrett Cole on three days rest and he's already looking shaky in his first inning. But, you know, I just look at this uh, situation as disadvantageous to the Yankees. And in a seven-game series, uh, which would be the case from here on out, the Yankees are not equipped to win the World Series this year. Uh, You know, folks can say that they can stretch it together with the bullpen. I'm I'm just telling you, the Yankees do not feel like a championship-quality team. And I've been saying this the entire year. I don't think Bre- uh, Aaron Boone is, is a very good manager. He's well-liked in the media, but, you know, I think Boone does a lot of things that Brian Cashman tells him do, to do from the press box. We crushed the Mets and Bertie Van Wagenen for doing nonsensical things uh, all the time. I think the Yankees do the exact same thing, but they don't get called out on it because, again, Cashman is very friendly with the media. Everybody likes Aaron Boone and doesn't want to undermine him, but there is very, very real credibility concerns when it comes to Aaron Boone and some of the decision-making that goes on with the Yankees and how guys just get used in uh, uh, high-leverage positions that don't make any sense. The fact that Brett Gardner is starting in a winner-take-all game with his... uh, Oh, my God. Listen... Everyone can talk about guardian intangibles. Clint Frazier needs to be in the lineup. Clint Frazier has the live bat. Clint Frazier is a guy hitting scorchers. 
you know, yes, did he get uh, did he get beat on a fastball uh, in Game Four? Yeah, we still won the game, though. But you know, uh, uh, as a pinch hitter. But you know, my my whole thing about the Yankees is, you know, they have this affinity to playing guys that they like, their guys. Instead of, you know, going by what they say they go by, which is the analytics. Because, you know, they can say what they want. The, the fact of the matter is they do not go by strictly analytics. They have their personal biases, and that's what they stick to. Because Clint Frazier should have had so many more at-bats this year and got jerked around. You got Andujar toiling in the minors. Probably should uh, be hitting if it were. Uh, and you can make the excuse for Rochella. But, you know, the truth, uh, truth of the matter is, is that uh, they actually needed to figure out if anyone else should be in that lineup. Because uh, sometimes, uh, you know, now Stanton is coming on. But, like, Stanton was injured so many times during the year, you know, they they had at-bats to give. And uh, Andujar still wasn't getting them. Gary Sanchez. You know, Gary Sanchez is on the bench again because uh, Garrett Cole's on the mound. But even if uh, Gary Sanchez uh, was, uh, uh, I mean, even if it wasn't Garrett Cole at the plate, I I mean, on the mound, Gary Sanchez still shouldn't be playing. Gary Sanchez has a hitch in his swing. And it's been there well before this season started. That, That long swing was an issue last year. It's just that it got magnified this year because more teams were able to start concentrating on it and pinpointing exactly where he struggles. So the the struggles of Gary Sanchez this year should not come as a surprise to people. If you were watching the Yankees last year in detail, you would have seen the struggles that Gary Sanchez went through this year because there was a definite foreshadowing. So... Like I said, I don't like the Yankees' chances tonight, even with Cole on the mound. I think the Rays pull it off. I, you know, I told you this before when I did the bracket selections. It would not surprise me in this condensed year where you don't have to go through the long toil of a regular season that the Rays could win it all because they don't have to deal with the injury issues that you normally would get. Uh, the Rays just kind of platoon guys in and out, and, you know, based off of the uh, analytics – they get by, but the way the Rays are kind of going about it is they're just rotating guys in and out as if it's uh, one big, large bullpen. That can work in a condensed size. Over the long haul of a season, it's still not the most viable strategy, and it catches up with you with the innings in the postseason. With this pandemic shortened season, this is the this is the exception to the rule. This is when you can actually get away with the small sample sizes playing out because again, you're playing this as if it's MLB the show and just swapping guys in and out, in and out. You know, like it's a computer, uh, like you're playing video games. So, you know, uh, I I just kind of look at it as just. Uh, uh, you know, one of those scenarios where I don't like the Yankees at all from a management standpoint and a roster construction standpoint. I think there are plenty of holes. And Tampa knows exactly how they want to play us. They've played the percentages. 
and they know we're not going to make any adjustments to make them pay. So I think, you know, it this just plays out like 80-20, 80% of the time Tampa wins it because they figured out uh, the methodology of beating the Yankees, and the Yankees are just too stubborn to admit it. They just think that they can uh, outspend and just uh, blast their way through against what Tampa's trying to do against them uh, from a, a pitching staff standpoint, and it's just not translating. It really isn't. So that's where, from a balance standpoint, the Yankees have been continually hurt, and I just think that it's it's gonna it's it's gonna play a factor tonight. That that's my that's my takeaway from this game. So uh, we'll leave it there uh, on the baseball front. I want to talk about uh, the NBA Finals a bit. Uh, we got Game Five tonight. Uh, Heat, you know, on on the verge of uh, losing out to the Lakers. The Lakers uh, uh, trying to uh, close out and get their 17th title, uh, which would, uh, I believe, put them in a tie with Boston. But here's here's the bottom line: Miami can only win this game if they out hustle the Lakers from a talent perspective. This is a clear mismatch. But unlike the Rays with the Yankees, uh, you know, basketball, you can't just use straight analytics uh, to uh, dominate the play. The reason why is that, you know, eventually, because of the smaller number of players, you know, the truly great players can directly impact the game. Garrett Cole... Yes, he has the ball in his hand, but he can't score points for the Yankees. He can't score runs. LeBron can. So, you know, when you got LeBron and Anthony Davis, you know, you need one of them to be off somehow. Whether it's, some, uh, you know, just a bad shooting night, foul trouble, something has to go wrong for the Lakers in order for Miami to win. There's got to be something off that will uh, get them more gravitated towards uh, making necessary changes. So that's where I kind of look at the NBA Finals is that, you know, if I were doing a lineup uh, for DFS purposes, I'm going with Jimmy Butler as the captain because everything has to flow through him and he has to be responsible for so many points. So the Heat win, Butler is either getting a triple-double or going to be coming very near to it. Because he's going to have to score over 30 points, get to the foul line, but also get everyone involved on offense. Uh, so he's going to rack up assists, and he's going to have to try to uh, rebound because the Lakers have been killing Miami on the boards this entire series. It, you know, it's it's not going to make any difference um, uh, from a percentage standpoint, obviously. But uh, you know, at least to, to acknowledge uh, the uh, the lopsided aspect of uh, the stat line because Miami is so undersized against the Lakers. So, uh, you know, from an NBA perspective, uh, uh, with Viggy at uh, 2.4 uh, thousand, like, I, I think that, uh, you know, there's a consideration to be made uh, uh, for Miami, you know, keeping it close, but ultimately, Falling short of the Lakers as they close out 
the Heat and win their title, uh, win uh, their NBA t- uh, title from the bubble tonight. You know, that's just the way I look at it because I too many things have to go right for uh, the Heat in order to uh, win the game. I, I just feel as though there, there's just going to be a monumental effort uh, by Jimmy Butler. Uh, but you got to have Tyler Hero hitting shots, Duncan Robinson hitting three-pointers to at least give uh, enough space for Butler to operate in the mid-range game. And, you know, again, so, uh, some of those numbers are going to vary, but, uh, you know, that's where uh, you kind of have to lean towards when uh, taking a look at uh, the information uh, laid out. So uh, that's where uh, I have uh, things kind of standing. Garrett Cole... Uh, gets out of trouble uh, for the Yankees, but long way to go uh, in that uh, game. But, uh, you know, uh, it's been an entertaining NBA Finals thus far, so uh, hopefully uh, this uh, continues. But uh, I will uh, interrupt for now uh, just to uh, get myself acclimated, and uh, uh, away we go. So uh, that will be all uh, for now tonight, folks, and... We'll see how uh, uh, these results uh, play out as the evening goes on, and uh, we will go from there. So have a good evening, enjoy the games, and uh, until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.